0: Well, good morning, Bethany. I'm excited that we're here on Fourth of July weekend, here in God's presence, uh, with God's people, including you at home, uh, and uh, in God's presence uh, to pay attention to God's word, learn more about God's heart and God's ways, and how we can be mobilized for God's work in our world. So here, uh, we're going to look at uh, the book of Galatians and especially chapter five today. And kind of the theme verse is Galatians 5.13 there on the, the top of the outline, which you, if you don't have, you can download it from the same location where you're watching this feed. It says, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. We want to talk about freedom on July 4th weekend. You were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. So we want to just read together Galatians 5. We're going to draw a couple of observations from this passage about freedom and four things for us to be aware of on freedom. Paul says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another humbly in love for the entire law is fulfilled by keeping this one command love your neighbor as yourself and if you keep on biting and devouring each other watch out or you will be devoured by each other so I say walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature now the acts of the sinful nature are obvious Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. And I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against these things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. What do we learn on Freedom Weekend, Liberation Weekend, about freedom the first we learned is that today we are humbled about the cost of our freedom today we are humbled about the cost of our freedom in galatians 1 we read grace and peace to you paul opens this letter grace and peace to you from god our father and the lord jesus christ who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age Christ gave himself for our sins Galatians 3 we read Christ redeemed us first we saw he rescued us now he redeemed us he bought us back from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us he took our sins and put them on his own shoulders It is written back in Deuteronomy, cursed is everyone who hung on a tree, and Jesus, the cross of Calvary. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, through Jesus the Spirit anointed King, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Or Galatians 4. So also we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world, but when the set time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you were his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. Father. So you are no longer a slave. We often sing a song when I'm no longer a slave to sin. I am a child of God. You are no longer a slave. You are God's very own beloved child, his son or daughter. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. We stand to inherit everything that God promises in his word. We're humbled by the cost of our freedom. Freedom is never free. And we have been freed by the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And at the close of our service today, we're going to celebrate the Lord's table together to commemorate that. But also, number two, today we commemorate all that we were freed from. When you think about freedom, you have to think, what are we freed from? I can think of several things in the passages we've looked at and other passages. We've been freed from slavery. If we look at Galatians 4, 7, and 5.1, Freed from slavery, we've been freed from sin. Galatians 1, through 3-4, or Revelation 1, 5. We've been freed from sin's penalty. Romans 6, 22 and 23, which tells us that the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. We've been freed from condemnation. Freed from condemnation in Romans 8, verses 1 and 2, we read those beautiful and powerful words, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because in Christ, through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life, what a beautiful name for the Spirit. The Spirit who gives life has set you free. From the law of sin and death. We've been freed from the fear of death, Hebrews 2. Freed from the fear of death. Hebrews tells us that since God's children have flesh and blood, Jesus also shared in their humanity so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death. That is the devil. And free those. This is you and I. Free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. In this season of COVID-19, we do fear many things. And as human beings, we, we fear death. But as Paul says else, elsewhere, when we're absent from the body, we'll be present with the Lord. He said, I understand that I want to be here with you, but if uh, the Lord invites me home, I'm ready to go. The death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ have liberated us from the fear of death. We've been freed from isolation and loneliness just up above. We were in slavery, but God sent his son to redeem us so that we might receive adoption to sonship. We've been invited into God's very own family. And because we're his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who calls out within our spirit, really, Abba. Kind of a universal word for Papa, Daddy. I was talking yesterday with Shelby and uh, her little son, Luca. And uh, Luca, when he sees me, call on the phone on FaceTime now he yells out Papa Papa I tell you it makes my heart sing and it does something to me to hear him say Papa and I'm glad that he is in a family where he has grandparents and great-grandparents and he has uh, uncles and aunts and cousins and a mom and a dad who love him, and a church family who loves him, and even some of you have never maybe met him or have only just briefly seen him. We're praying for them that they'll be safely home in a month or so. But I tell you, God's spirit comes into all of us. No matter what our relationship was with our father growing up, no matter if our father was completely absent growing up, no matter if our father was present but not a positive force in our life not an encourager not a a motivator not a a model for behavior it doesn't matter that we've been freed now from isolation and loneliness by the blood of Jesus Christ we've been redeemed and received adoption to sonship we can cry out according to the Holy Spirit we can call God our father our dad our Papa, our Pop. Years ago, I was watching uh, the TV series uh, NCIS and Ziva, the former uh, Jewish military who was a longtime part of the show. Uh, during uh, the show, uh, her, there was a bomb that went off. Her dad uh, was dying and just a heartfelt, immediate uh, shout of, uh, of uh, grief and tears when she went to him, Abba but it moved me so much thinking of how you and I have been invited to call God our Father. You are not alone. Even though right now with what's going on, you may feel very alone. You are never alone. Jesus himself in the Gospel of John said on his way to the cross, he told his followers before he went, he said, "Uh, every one of you, you will leave me all alone. I'll be completely isolated. And then Jesus stopped and says, Yet I am not alone, because my Father is with me. And praise God, no matter what we go through in life, our Father is with us. Here's what you do if you want to be God's son or daughter. Very simply, right now in the middle of the message. Right now in the middle of the message, right now at home in your pajamas. In fact, right now, if you don't mind, maybe just even send in uh, on our comments or send in on Facebook Live or YouTube Live or, or email us at the church and just to send us a picture of your current setting, including what you're wearing, as long as it's appropriate. I'm just curious. You get to see us, and we don't get to see you. We'd like to see how you're r- r- situated at home. But right where you are at home, you can invite the Lord Jesus into your heart and life. You can ask the Father to come and be your heavenly father he really already is if you didn't know this the bible says that before he created the world god loved us and called us to be his then he brought us into literal existence through the course of human history put us in a wonderful environment to live in and in this sense too jesus is not just our savior and our lord he's also our brother as the son of God, and we are now the beloved sons and daughter of the most high God. And you can say, Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my heart and save me. You know that Paul says in his letters, I believe it's 57 times, he uses the phrase that you and I are in Christ Jesus. We have a new relationship, and our savior is now our friend. All you have to do is ask him. He's already done all the necessary work beforehand. He's already gone to the cross. He's already gone through the grave. He's already come out the other side in resurrection power. And he ever lives to intercede, to pray for you, what you're going through right now, and for me, and the Holy Spirit. You fathers who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will our father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him right now when you're home ask God to be your father he's already been your father you just maybe didn't know it but say I would like you to be my father say to the Lord Jesus I would like you to be my savior and my king say to the Holy Spirit I want you to come and fill me Strengthen me for what I'm going through. Lead me and guide me. He's freed us from isolation and loneliness. He has freed us from an empty way of life. Oh, this passage is so beautiful and so powerful. We've been freed from an empty way of life. In First Peter 1, uh, the, this wonderful friend of Jesus says, you, you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver and gold. Silver and gold, I want more of those, don't you? And yet money has wings, the Bible says. And it wasn't with these perishable things that we think are so valuable, such as silver and gold, that you and I, here's that word again, were redeemed. But here now not redeemed from our sins, redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors. The empty way of life that we may have been born into, the empty way of life that we might have picked up from friends, we might have picked up from teachers, we might have picked up from bosses. You've been redeemed, however, from that empty way of life with the precious blood of the anointed Jesus Christ, who is a lamb without blemish or defect. We're freed from an empty way of life and that kind of implies that we are freed also, number three. Today we celebrate what we were freed for. What we were freed for. Galatians 5.13 says that we are freed to serve one another humbly in love. It says you were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge your sinful nature. Just to indulge yourself, just to take care of your own wants and desires. Rather, The purpose of freedom is this, we are freed in order to serve one another humbly in love. And there's a second kind of point under this, we are freed to love our neighbor as ourselves. You and I may not naturally be loving. You and I naturally are selfish. And we even tend from time to time to narcissism, which is extreme self-centeredness. But Jesus says as he continues that we've been set free to serve one another humbly in love. And then verse 14, the entire law, the entire law, God's word in totality is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Don't put yourself first, put others first. We're free to love our neighbor when naturally we Primarily, love ourselves. This is seen in the situation in our own country when we care for our own needs and neglect the needs of other people around us. People insist on their freedom and say, you know, your freedom can't intrude on my right to live without a mask. It's very selfish in our culture. Masks are a gift to one another in our culture they're part of being a citizen they're for us you and i part of being a follower of jesus christ Uh, i I wear a mask to keep you safe from anything potentially i might have that might uh, impact you and you do the same thing that's a part a very simple way to love our neighbor as ourselves uh, to serve one another humbly in love. We were freed from so many things. We were freed at enormous price. We were freed for service and for love. But number four is this. We today revel about what we were freed into. Freed from, freed for, and then freed into. We're freed into a newfound relationship with our Abba, Father, as we saw in Galatians 4. God sent his Son to redeem us, to receive adoption to sons, to sonship. And because you and I are sons and daughters of the Most High God, God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts. Oh God, send your Spirit once more. Send your Spirit in a new and a fresh way. Fill us with your Holy, Holy Spirit, your very life and breath. And that's the spirit that calls out Abba, Father. We can call you by that intimate family name. We are no longer slaves. We are God's sons and daughters. And we've been liberated from the past so that we can have this newfound relationship with our Abba. But we've also been freed into nurturing and encouraging relationships. Paul in verse 15, as he continues, gives the antithesis, antithesis to this uh, a uh, state-of-the-art, common state of interpersonal relationships. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out, or you'll be destroyed by each other. He said, we're not meant to live in a competitive, antisocial, aggressive relationship with one another. The one another's in scriptures are to love one another and serve one another, submit to one another, encourage one another, pray for one another, heal one another. Not biting one another, not snipping at one another, not tearing each other down. We could be destroyed. And later on, he'll talk about the, the works of the sinful nature that are obvious. And there are, many of these are relational sins, that, sins against other people. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, w- w- witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, divisive spirit, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. We've been invited to new ways of relating it. We'll look at just a moment about the fruit of the Spirit, which again are primarily relational qualities. We have a newfound relationship with our Abba. We're freed into nurturing, encouraging relationships with one another. We are freed into experiencing the Holy Spirit's presence And his guidance. Look at verse 16. So I say, as he continues, walk by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit's life. Walk in the Spirit's power. And you will not gratify the desires of what all of us grew up with, that empty way of life. Verse 25 puts it this way. Since we live by the Spirit, he's given us life. Let us keep in step. The Spirit. Let us keep aligned with the Spirit. Let's do everything we can to to keep close accounts with the Spirit. To ask God on a regular, ongoing basis, fill me again today with your Holy Spirit. Fill me right now, Lord Jesus. Fill those who are uh, here with me, participating in our service. Fill each person, each home with the life and the breath and the presence of the Spirit of God two more. We're freed into seeing the Spirit transform our character. The acts of the sinful nature, that's what we do just in our own strength, the the actions that we take. But when the Spirit is is within our hearts, our lives, He cultivates within our hearts a fruit that naturally comes forth. we got a wonderful peach tree at home and we've just about finalized this summer enjoying the fruit of that tree. And That tree doesn't come because our tree is out there just struggling and straining it comes because it's a fruit tree and you and i bear fruit when the holy spirit takes up residence in our heart and he begins to change our life slowly sometimes imperceptibly but noticeably over time into people who are more full of love this is not romantic love this is caring for the needs of other people above our own joy this is not just happiness because we won the lottery this is a conviction that God has our best in mind and will see us through no matter what we're facing at the moment. And peace, a serenity that whatever we find ourselves maybe be insecure about, we know that He is with us. He gives us greater patience. Are you a parent of a young child? Are you a spouse? Are you a boss? Are you an employer? Are you a co-worker? Are you a teacher? Are you a student? You need patience. Every one of us needs patience. Are you a neighbor? You need patience. Are you a citizen of the world? You need patience. And we need kindness. And we need goodness. Our relationships are different when we behave in patterns of goodness. Faithfulness. People can count on us. We follow through, we do what we say. Gentleness, that's coming to each other not with a harsh spirit. There's always room to criticize because in every individual there's room for improvement. Gentleness comes and as James Houston, uh, a mentor, the chancellor now of Regent College in Vancouver, uh, a friend of C.S. Lewis back in Oxford where he taught, he says uh, gentleness is learning to view everybody yourself, and everybody around you as a hospital case. Well in our season of life many of us are hospital cases right now and we're broken in many many ways. And so we approach each other with tenderness and love and gentleness. And the spirit produces us in us and self-control. We don't just have to do what is in our impulses. That's what the spirit of God does. He transforms our character finally and last and we'll go to the table we are freed from the burden of having to have our own way we are freed from the burden of having to have our own way what a weight this is and this phrase actually comes from another of my mentors dallas willard it talks about submission submit yourselves one to another ephesians 5 21 says and elsewhere in scripture It's doing what others think best. It's humbly setting aside our own ideas as supreme and our own will as ultimate, totally eliminating self-promotion. It is the highest level of fellowship. Submission applies the cross in our own lives, freeing us from the burden of having our own way and of being all-wise in our own eyes. And when we follow Jesus... Dallas writes in his uh, marvelous book, the book he had written when he first came to speak at Bethany in 1989, The Spirit of the Disciplines. He wrote there that the cross-shaped yoke, the cross-shaped yoke of Christ, is, is after all an instrument of liberation and power to those who live in it with him and who learn the meekness and lowliness of heart that brings rest to the soul. May you and I, this Freedom Weekend, enjoy the and take on the cross-shaped yoke of Christ, the instrument of liberation and power to those who live in it with Jesus. And so, finally, we're liberated into a new way of living. We're reconciled to God who created us. We're reconnected with Jesus who died for us and who lives and intercedes for us. And we're intertwined and filled with the Holy Spirit who leads us and who guides us. We're going to go to the table now. So I hope you've kind of prepared at home and have some bread and you have some liquid to kind of just go along with us. The day came on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. This is near the the day leading into the day that Jesus is going to be put to death. He shares at the table with his friends, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. And so he took bread, he gave thanks, he broke it, he gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, I believe he took the cup, he gave thanks He poured it out and said that this cup is the new covenant in my blood which is poured out for you. There's our new way of life. The Spirit of God, God gives us a new heart, a heart of flesh. He gives us a new spirit, a spirit that is aligned with the Spirit of God. And we every day have the choice to align ourselves to keep in step with the Spirit or not. So at home, would you join me and take the bread? And say, living God, thank you for the, the body of Jesus. He took it. He gave thanks. He broke it. And he said, this is my body. Broken for you. Jesus, thank you that your body was broken. So that. We can experience wholeness. You put us back back together at the cost of your own body. And in the same way, he took the cup and he said, this is my blood. It represents the seal of the new covenant, the Holy Spirit, which came sporadically only on some people, only at certain times, only for a moment, is now available to every human being who welcomes God into their lives. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for paying the price for our sins, but also for making available the Holy Spirit so that we can live a new life and enter into a new way of living where we're freed from having to have our own way, where we're freed from sin, where we're freed from the empty way of life that we've received. And we are free to love God, to emulate Jesus, to listen to the Spirit's voice. We receive this with joy. Thank you, Jesus. Fill us with your Spirit. Now, as you know, when we're together, uh, we will have a second offering at this point in our service. And so uh, even right there at home, our fellowship fund uh, needs to be uh, built back up as we invest in people in our church family who have specific, tangible, and financial needs. So we encourage you to give generously. Go to www.bethanyonline.net, and you can go to the Give tab there and make a generous gift to our fellowship fund. If you haven't had a chance to uh, send in your offering, absolutely please do that. Now, this morning we are not going to have our family field trip uh, drive-through. There are some people in our church family and actually people in my own family who have tested positive for COVID-19. So we're, we're stepping up our social distancing a little bit more again, as our state particularly is a hot zone and have seen a tremendous spike in cases in the last month and a half since the reopening, perhaps excessively that we did on Memorial Day. So we're I'm actually here before the band arrives, our worship team arrives. Uh, just to facilitate that process and keep that distance. But right now, if you'd go online and give, that would be a a wonderful statement of uh, your unity with the body of Christ and with our unity as the beloved sons and daughters of the Most High God. We're going to sing a closing song now. We welcome Lucas. We're so glad to see you again, Lucas. And uh, we're praying for you and Julia and all that God is doing in your lives. I want to thank you so much for being part of our service today. It's a great honor to be part of the family of God, the body of Christ, the Bethany family. If if you've watched us, even if you've never met any of us, you're part of the Bethany family too. We love you. We're praying for you. Uh, Keep us posted in ways that we can keep you in our prayers. We'd love to do this. And I hope that this weekend you've received a new sense of the glorious freedom Of the children of God. Paul talks about this in Romans chapter 8. And the fact that we're freed from so much at enormous cost. But we're freed for service of one another. Love of one another. And we're freed into something very powerful in every one of our lives. And we close with a benediction that for me has new and fresh meaning. We've used it every Uh, every service since uh, we started uh, online because of the the COVID-19 situation, and it's Romans 15 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. That's our part. So that you might overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. God be with you.